What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 248. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today we have on No Trees Touch the Sky out of Philadelphia. Uh, specifically, I was talking to Chris, who is their front man and songwriter. Uh, the band is uh, sort of alt-rock. They draw their influences from the Deftones and Mars Volta and Incubus, uh, among others. I featured their new song, In Rhythm, on this episode, so if you like it, definitely go stream it wherever you listen to music. And uh, yeah, uh, No Trees Touch the Sky has some upcoming shows. Uh, they got one in Atlantic City on the 26th, and then in February they'll be playing in Mount Holly, New Jersey on the 17th, so you can definitely follow them on all their social media to get updates on all that stuff, check them out there, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening, thanks for supporting local art and local community, and all that stuff, definitely appreciate it, um, if you like the podcast, definitely find us on Instagram and uh, drop a rating or a review wherever you may be listening if you want to help us out. And if not, no worries. Um, in personal news and notes, uh, Friday night I will be at Steinhardt Brewing uh, playing an acoustic duo. That's in Frederick, Maryland. I believe we're playing like either 6 to 9 or 7 to 10. Something like that, and then I'll be playing acoustic again Saturday. Uh, that'll be at Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore, uh, six to nine as well, I believe. So if you feel like hanging out, feel free to stop on by. Last few things I normally mention is that uh, Truly Strings is the sponsor of the show. You can find Truly Strings on Instagram, it's where I take all my shit. Uh, there are podcast shirts. If you're interested in one of those, on Shopify in episode notes. And then Part-Time Rockstar Productions is going, shooting music videos, shooting live stuff all around town, all around the DMV, so if you need us, feel free to drop me a line. Without further ado, we will get to the conversation with Chris from No Trees Touch the Sky. going dude you know yeah, yeah how's your finger feeling uh, all right it's been a long <laughs> what long couple months here i was gonna say what's left of it that looked horrible i know and that's that was two months ago after Wild. uh after a show at the grape room oh dang <laughs> so you, yeah so you were over my way when it happened yeah how'd you do it um let's just say me and a uh a chair had a little bit of a disagreement <laughs> Chair one, huh? Oh, yeah. It was from Philly, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're rough over here. Yeah. Don't like to pick I fights. No. But, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, my name's Brett, if I didn't say that before. And, um, okay. This is just something I run as a pet project. Um, yeah. Down my way. Not far away, obviously. But yeah, um, nonetheless, to kind of support the uh, the scene down here and then beyond. Cool. So Yeah, I dig um, it. Um I'm sure you know a bunch of, or maybe I know a bunch of your friends or something like that um, in Philly. I think Bees might have been the first band that I talked to, and then after that it was just a bunch of others. But um, Okay. Uh, 
um, yeah. So I figured cool. we just kind of talk about your stuff and what all you guys have been doing. It looks yeah. like um, kind of similar. I mean, as far as uh, your itinerary and stuff, playing around Philly, obviously, and then it looked like maybe you were uh, in Atlantic City not too long ago, which is cool. I didn't know that they had a uh, a ton of venues there for. Uh, yeah, we're actually like, going to Atlantic bands. City on the twenty sixth of January, so we haven't been mm-hmm. there yet. Yeah. It's um, it's a pretty cool spot, Anchor Rock Club. Nice. Um, it's like a six hundred and fifty cap venue or something like that, which is yeah, it's pretty awesome out there. Um, are you familiar yeah. with uh, like Johnny Brendel's in Philly? Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah. Trying to think. It's a, uh, it's kind of similar to that spot. That's why I brought it up. It's got like the stage and then the you know the floor area and then there's a balcony spot up top, like a second floor. So That's it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been going, at least according to Spotify, since, uh, I don't know, a couple years, maybe, or not even? No, so um, we we just finalized our lineup okay. in September of this past year. Um, prior to that, four of us had been playing in a band together. Um, we, we started this band under a different name in January of 2023. Um, but prior to that, we had been in a band together for about maybe two years That's before cool. that. So, but that one, that one dissolved and, you know, we moved yeah. on and changed names and, uh, you know, wrote new material and everything. So, and, uh, you're obviously the singer slash, <laughs> I would assume songwriter, but not necessarily the case. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a singer. Um, I primarily write all of the lyrics, um, but we write all of our songs as a band. That's so cool. Yeah, the, uh, you know, one of the guitarists usually comes with an idea, mm-hmm. um, maybe the bassist, and then um, we all just add our parts off that. So it's yeah. it's usually not like a, it's usually not a full song or a close to full song when it's brought to the band. It just evolves from a riff or something like that. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't mean to assume or not assume anything, but uh, do you play, okay. did you grow up playing something like in particular, like an instrument, or have you always been just a vocalist or how's that work? No, so I grew up. Um, I grew up singing primarily. Um, I played like brass instruments in high school, middle school, and high school, mm-hmm. um, and then found my way to guitar. Then from guitar, uh, picked up drumming a little bit and keys. Yeah. And then uh, the band that I was in uh, before this, I actually picked up bass for. Um, and was playing bass and doing backup vocals in that band. That's cool. And then. Uh, when we first started this one, like I said, we were under a different name. We didn't have a bassist, so I was covering bass and lead vocals. And then we got uh, my buddy to hop on as bass player, so I didn't have yeah. to do double duty. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, what inspires you to be a, a fellow patron of the arts here in, like, uh, at least your 30s? If not, you know, I don't want to assume anyone's age either, but, yeah, um, you know, as an older... Yeah older uh, statesman um who's no longer in your 20s you know like like myself to uh keep at it and keep having fun out there and uh just i don't know what what uh feeds the soul for you oh man i feel like uh you know you you connect with music you never kind of you never really lose that connection you might have times in life where you um can't be as dedicated to it i feel like but Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, 
I've, I've always written, I've either done like some iteration of a band or acoustic and singing, even if it's just on my own. Yeah. Um, I'd say more recently, I just happen to find like the right group of guys finally, you know? Yeah, and, sense. um, yeah. And since that happened, um, you know, it's such a rare thing. The way we get along, we've become family. Uh, we've yeah. been, again, we've been together as a final band since September, but we've known each other now for a few years. My one guitarist I've known for over 15 years, same with the bass player. Um, so we just, we get along, we all want to do it. We just want to create, put it out there. I think, um, you know, being a little bit older too, my daughter's four, she mm. sings along to, you know, the songs in the car that we That's have cool. recorded. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so I got her, her drum kit, got her, uh, uh, you know, a little acoustic and stuff like she, she loves rocking out. So, um, I think it's just that man keeps you young, keeps yeah. you going. And, uh, you know, why stop doing what you loved just because you got a little bit older. Exactly. I mean, obviously you're preaching to the choir here, but I did it. I uh, I like to kind of start there, and you know, Damn. see because, I mean, I also play covers, for instance, and sure. like sometimes I like to, I don't know, bring that up as a talking point because some people are like pro cover, anti cover. Some people are pro original, anti original, um, music or whatever. And to me, it's like it's all good. Whatever makes you happy, whatever you feel like you know you're good at however i think if you do write songs then obviously you're usually gonna find that to be the most i don't know interesting aspect of it all but yeah um i mean i'm i'm not against covers we personally as a band haven't been playing covers um we just we have the urge to write our own stuff so whenever we get in a room together Mm. somebody just ends up throwing out a riff and I feel like even if we tried to do a cover, we'd end up working on writing something right. anyway. Um, but yeah, dude, if it's just me and my acoustic, I mean, my covers right now are like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and stuff like that for my kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's cool. But yeah, dude, I mean, cover covers, originals, it doesn't matter, dude. It's all music. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean, um, it also, if you do play covers, I feel like it helps you kind of refine your own sound. If you will, uh, I know you guys sure. mentioned in your bio that you're into Deftones and Incubus and some Mars Volta and some stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is everyone, not again, not to harp on the age thing too much, and I normally not, don't. Uh, we're, but we're all in our 30s. I was going to ask if there's if the gamut is like kind of, if there's wide age gaps within the band or if everyone's relatively so, the same because it often affects, you know, yeah, what you so all our, listen to. Our youngest is... Our drummer, he's, I think, 31, or he might have just turned 32. And our uh, oldest is our guitar player. He's 41. I'm I'm 39. My other guitarist is 40, and our bass player is 35, I think. So basically all within the same generation, for sure. And then age age gap, whatever. We're all into similar stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, you run into a band, you know, you got some guy in his 60s who, you know, probably (laughs) still saw Hendrix back in the day. Right, right. Twenty-year-old drummer, um, yeah, or whatever. So that's cool. So yeah, you guys probably yeah, bonded over over similar music tastes pretty early on. I would yeah, think. yeah, and for then, sure. And you know, we're 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 all into different, slightly different things, but we have enough overlap. And yeah. you know, our sound we feel is kind of reminiscent of that early two thousands um, mm-hmm. scene. You know, so. We were all 
we were all growing up in that because again we're all from either jersey or pa um yeah. so that was all you know local for us and that's what we loved so yeah i don't know if you would agree or disagree but i find i guess personally in, in writing songs or whatever putting stuff on the internet that you can't often help how you sound um i feel like you can you could certainly guide it or you can shape it but you end up kind of just sounding like who you grew up on and i think that's basically what you just said so i hope that is, doesn't sound like a non-question but no man um, i i agree with that i mean i i agree with that if you don't try to force anything else right like right. if you when we get into a room and we start writing we we just let it go we're not trying to sound like anybody other than ourselves so then yeah our influences are from that time mm -hmm. and they just start coming out in us um you know whoever it is that influenced us um i think it's you know you can certainly sit down and force yourself to write some other genre but yeah it's it's not going to have the same feeling it's not going to have that same like emotion or you're not going to be as connected to it and uh yeah, man. I mean, you you are what you let yourself create, and if you just let it flow, it's going to be what you grew up on because that's that's what you know. Yeah, for sure. So you guys um, obviously have one song out right now. I imagine yep. you got a probably a, a few more brewing. Um, do, yeah. you, do you have any timelines you feel like mentioning, or maybe in a less uh, strict sense, uh, just what are you working on? Yeah, so we've got that one song out. That's our um, only single at the moment. We just put a uh, lyric video out for it. Um, we are gearing up for another release. We do have a couple in the chamber, so to speak. Um, yeah. One will be releasing at the end of January, and then I think we're looking for end of February or beginning of March for uh, the next one. And then our plans right now is uh, we've got a, those couple of shows, uh, Anchor Rock Club on the 26th of January, and then we're playing... Um, Union Firehouse in Mount Holly on February seventeenth, yes. and then we're going back into the studio to record uh, the end of March. Get a couple more songs done, um, so you know we stay ahead of uh, ahead of the game, so to speak. Do you guys record anywhere in particular that you want to mention, or is it home studio? Yeah, no, we. I wish it was home studio, just because then it save would you money. We knew, we knew more, yeah, you know, save save some cash. But no, we um. Uh, we record actually with uh, Fred Mascherino, uh, ex Taking Back Sunday. He's in mm. Say Anything, the color Fred, um, out at Diver Down Studios. Um, he actually he recorded and produced the first song in rhythm. Um, and then Steve Angelo, who does the mixing and mastering, did that. These next two that we're going to be releasing, we also did at Diver Down, but uh, Steve took care of everything from recording, producing, mixing, and mastering. So. Hell yeah. It's and cool. always good to get the shout outs in there for uh yeah. everybody helping you out. Yeah, so. for sure, man. They do they do a great job, you know. We uh work well together, so it's also one of those things where why uh why not go back? You know, they know us now, they know our sound. Uh, oh yeah. They do good by us, so it's, yeah. It's fun developing that relationship because I mean, the theory in theory you get more comfortable. So yeah, uh, you could definitely should be able to explore like your own sound more. Um, yep, in theory, of course. And then you get those. Yeah, I mean, um, that's how it is for us. So uh, every once in yeah. a while, you get a, a engineer or producer who kind of maybe wants to dictate their terms, and there's uh, pros and cons to that. I think for sure. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, 
But yeah, I guess myself, I'm still a bit of a noob to the uh, Philly music scene. But I will say over the last couple years, um, just from playing the Grape Room and stuff, um, it does feel like a, a home away from home from here in Baltimore. Sure. Um, just like, I don't know, at this point, I just call it Baltimore North because it's just gotcha. a bigger version of what, right, what's right. going on here. So um, I did. I guess I'm just curious what your thoughts are on being a part of it for obviously a while, I would think. You, you have lived in Philly for most of your life or no? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm from North Jersey originally okay. and moved to South Jersey. I've been living right outside of West Philly for say like nine years now but but when i was um when i was living in south jersey it was right over the bridge so i hung out actually all the time pretty much yeah Um, yep the whole corridor um Um, yeah but i mean the philly seems cool man i mean you know like what i'm finding or what i've found is you everyone's cool you know what i mean you meet up with bands you link up with people who are similar genre not similar genre it doesn't matter everyone's pretty chill everyone's pretty respectful helpful um you know i think we all do a fairly good job i mean there's always exceptions right so you're gonna get that that one group uh that just doesn't mesh well or they're not really the most respectful um where you get like the band that bounces before everybody else plays and you're just kind of like all right what the hell but uh, for the most part, I think everybody sticks around. At least one or two members try to, you know, people yeah. have things to do. But uh, we all show love, and it's a, it's a great thing. Um, so you know, it, it's nice to be a part of that because uh, I think it's pretty easy for certain, I guess, aspects of art and music, uh, especially, become competitive in nature in certain yeah. scenes. Um, but you know, as much as you always want to better yourself, um, I feel like there's never been a band that has come up to us or that we've played with that hasn't just been super excited to be a part of a show with each other. Yeah. And I mean, being where you are, I guess you also have, like you said, Jersey and then obviously New York city as well. I imagine Yeah, to kind of yep. play with, um, is there Jersey in particular? I've been curious to know about if there's a house show scene. It seems like there is, but I haven't quite tapped into it. Yeah, so honestly, we haven't played in Jersey yet. Um, what I was in Jersey was more like college days. So my mm. band back then, we would play basement shows at colleges. Yeah. Um, but a while ago, though, so I don't know if those still going. I would assume they do. I grew up going to you know New Brunswick shows and seeing bands like Thursday and stuff playing basements. And uh, yeah, you know, so I would imagine that stuff still goes on. I think. I don't think house shows will ever go away, but I couldn't tell you where to find them at this point. Yeah. I mean, I was just curious. You never know. Like down here, um, you know, there's at least a couple places where it's kind of funny, but they're like maturing, maturing house or um, like a mature version of a house show. (laughs) Like the audience for sure is, you know, normally well into their forties. Right. But they'll have touring bands come through. Yeah, I got you. So, um, it's really fun. So I'm always curious yeah, that's if, cool. if, if that's happening other places too. Yeah, I know I always see stuff for the Philly area, but I'm not sure about the Jersey area off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, I got songs uh, 
cooking and then uh the show in atlantic city coming up yep um yeah uh and then i guess you got a couple more bands on that bill as well i'm sure um yeah the uh the ac one um you know that's going to be i think that's going to be a pretty decent size um there's been misery and the band lives lost they're both co-headlining yeah um lives lost is from like northern pa and misery i think they're in north jersey maybe spread out through jersey and um i got to know those guys uh from both bands a bit uh you know just online and then we played a show um not too long ago with lives lost and um really cool dude so you know that's that's gonna be a lot of fun the other two bands i don't know but i'm sure i check them out on spotify and stuff and you know they sound like they rock so i think it's gonna be a great time well i know you uh well, let me back up and just say, uh, or I just ask, like, uh, what do you like writing about? Um, so I, I kind of, I'm sure a lot of lyricists do this, but I, you know, I write more about what's going on either in my life or uh, a friend's life. You know what I mean? Or, or friends yeah. that I've had, I've experienced things with. Um, I tend to, uh, I tend to have a, a very specific subject or a very specific. Um, situation or incident that i'm writing about but i tend to write um i try to write more broadly so that way it's interpreted by whoever's listening to it in their own way yeah um, so but yeah it's usually like i'm not writing anything like political or anything like that it's all like personal emotional uh internal type stuff typically so like the song in rhythm which i assume uh we'd feature here in this episode what's that about so in rhythm is it's kind of about being um being in your mind alone in a position that you probably probably wish you weren't in but you're mm-hmm. stuck with those thoughts um you know and it's kind of like how are you going to navigate that yeah um, and it's about you know kind of i guess trying to convince yourself to believe in what's going on you know I, I feel like i know i've been there i know i'm sure other people have plenty of times where you you kind of work yourself into a spot yeah and then you try to convince yourself that you're cool with it sometimes maybe uh-huh. you're not really um and then when you have a moment to yourself you really can reflect that's yeah. where you kind of start picking it apart so well, that's that's the gist of it it might be a an obvious or dumb question but do you feel like you could have written it uh prior to being 39 um no definitely not well i mean maybe like a year or two ago but it would have been right. you know what i mean it's like, definitely based on something another, that happened more recently another way of asking it is like do you think your 30 year old self or your 25 year old self no definitely yeah. not definitely not no it's definitely um a lot of that material is coming from either things that are happening to myself like i said or or friends or family within mm-hmm. uh the current you know kind of time frame or it's because i've had time to reflect back on yeah. on my younger self but definitely would not have because the other bands i've been in it hasn't it hasn't come out you know what i mean so yeah i'm always yeah. Just interested too in how per- perspectives change as you get older and how yeah. your writing style changes yeah but i think like in previous bands uh when i was writing they were a little more like story driven mm-hmm. you know like i was trying to tell a more specific kind of like tale 
almost where this yeah. this you know all all lyrics are stories all poems are stories in some regard but this stuff isn't as like pinpointed and uh-huh. specific um it is to me but not the way i'm writing it yeah so and you feel that that's overall like a, a better way to do it or do you sometimes think it is better to be as specific as you can no man i mean i i I don't know that I would say it's better or not better. It's just where I'm at and what it is. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't try to force, like I said before, I don't try to force anything specific. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the guys, the guys will come with a tune, um, or maybe I'll have a vocal melody and they'll start putting music down. We start developing the song. I'm in the room, humming a melody, starting to figure out lyrics. And, uh, sometimes I don't even have a specific topic in mind. It's just what I'm feeling from the way that they're, writing or playing and then it starts yeah. kind of tugging at an emotion or a thought and then i write off of that so i just kind of let it i let it go i let it happen and um yeah i mean not i'm just happy that it's flowing i right. guess is uh yeah. where i'm at you know um yeah. i'd rather it be there in some capacity than not at all so whatever it looks like if it's a story if it's mm-hmm. free flow whatever so yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've also always liked having a specific subject uh, as a sure. writing prompt and going from there, but I have noticed when you do what you're kind of saying, where you like start with a feeling, a little more, it's like kind of interesting to see where that takes you, too. Yeah, and I think that starting with a feeling leads me to a specific right. thought or topic. You know what I mean? So yeah, like it's never you didn't know you were going to get to necessarily. Right, exactly. Like it, it, it was there somewhere, but I didn't know that that was going to become a song. But then that, mm. what I'm feeling from them, kind of tugs at that. And then, as I start coming up with some of the lyrics, it starts having some direction. And then it, sometimes it clicks, or it clicked before. And um, and then yeah, then you have something to actually like write your lyrics around. You know? Yeah, like a skeleton or something. Yeah, or just a concept, whatever it might be. Yeah. So with like the upcoming new songs, is there anything in particular that like stands out to you that you're like proud of? I mean, I'm just, I'm proud of everything that we're doing, you know, and I don't mean that in a, uh, I mean that in like a cocky kind of way or anything. I'm just, I'm proud that I'm with this group of guys that we've been at it for so long and, you know, we're able to make music the way that we do. And so, I mean, everything that we write, we're we're enjoying i mean obviously you have some songs that end up like side b or get kind of you know not thrown away but pushed out and they don't really fit or whatever but um no these next two songs though i mean i think you know in rhythm as a single it definitely shows um what we do and who we are but we are more than uh just that single i mean obviously Mm -hmm. Um, these next two definitely give a little more insight to that. And then, you know, the next two that we're going to end up recording and putting out there will show just, you know, a little bit more. And we're, um, we definitely, you know, we're not all over the place. We, we definitely have a sound. And if you, if you listen to in rhythm and you like that, there's a high likelihood you're going to like the other stuff that comes. Um, but you know, like I don't, it's all clean singing and in rhythm, but we have some songs where I do some screaming, um, and I do a I use screams very uh, carefully. Like I, I pick and choose where those go. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we don't have any songs where it's just screaming. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the way I write. I, I use them more motively. Yeah. 
but you know, like the next two songs we're putting out, they have they start having like a little bit of harsh vocals here and there, mm. um, but it's still minimal. But again, some of the songs we're going to put out will have a little bit more of that. So I'm cool. just proud that we're going to be able to have them out there, um, see what people think, and uh, you know, then it just shows a little bit more of us. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I the reason I like to ask sometimes, you know being the name of the podcast, being what it is um, as well. But then, like, the reason I think that I'm curious about people or what people do um, for work isn't necessarily for the work itself. Because, like, for me, I never necessarily, like, wrote about my job per se. But just the sheer level of, like, raw stress that it would cause was such a creative um, springboard for me for writing. Like, um so I am curious in that sense, what you do outside of music and if it contributes creatively or maybe not, maybe it zaps all your creative yeah, energy. Yeah. I I, no, I get that. I, um, so I'm a behavior analyst. I work with uh, special needs kids in schools and in homes. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes in schools, it's gen ed kids. It can be any sort of behavioral issues. It can be, you know, children diagnosed, uh, diagnosed autism, um, yeah. could be life skills type stuff, um, really whatever. Um, but that's, that's what I do for my job day in and day out. Um, how it kind of plays into music or if it plays into music, I, I would say it does. It, it can be pretty stressful at mm. times. Um, you know, um, like sometimes it's physically taxing depending on the need. Sometimes most of the time it can be very mentally taxing. Um, and I, I generate, plans you know like i do work one-to-one with kids i work in classrooms i help build programs uh asd programs i help uh write behavior plans or i do write the behavior plans train my staff stuff like that and uh it's a lot so music is definitely a nice relief um we practice we tend to practice friday nights so it's like end of the week we're all looking to get you know get there um so speaking for the other guys too if anybody's had a rough week man like we get there we're we're ready to rock out i think like in a way that impacts the music because i'm so like i'm just so stoked to get there that i I have the energy to do it you know it's like maybe it's an obvious concept but i I don't know like i can't tell no i mean it's i I don't i don't um, think it is i mean i also don't write i don't ever write directly about my job or anything that's happening in it but again like what my lyrics end up being in a way, whether they're, um, whether you can really pick it out or not, there's definitely mental health aspects in it. And I do think like some of that again, comes from friends and family experiences that I've had, but some of that comes from, you know, who I work with. It's not, it's not specifically, you know, that I'm writing Mm -hmm. about like autism say or something like that, but you know, I am experiencing that stuff and what they're going through and what I'm seeing them, you know, how they interact. And I do think that plays in, to a degree yeah i was gonna ask that was gonna be sort of my follow-up thing is like working with special needs kids if you feel like working with them and their perspectives on how they perceive the world you know if that maybe trickles in to your own perspectives and how you write or not yeah i mean i think it like i said i think it does uh again i don't think it's like a hundred percent i'm writing about anything specific to my job and what I've experienced with them, but as a whole, you know, the way, um, I don't know how they perceive the world or how the people that work with them outside of me perceived 
uh, them in their world. But all of that type of stuff kind of floats around in my head as perspective. And then I kind of pull from some of that uh, here and there too. I do try to like put myself in other people's shoes at times when writing lyrics yeah. and, you know, Cause I, I don't ever pretend to know. Right. But I do, I could imagine what I would feel like. So. Yeah. I know specifically like with autism, like there's a few people in who I've met only maybe two, maybe three. Um, Cause I guess to some degree, I don't even necessarily, they're not, they're not literally autistic or diagnosed probably, but I would say we're all a little on the spectrum if we're in the artistic sure. world. And uh, I think that the best uh, summation of that is like, it's like a William Blake uh, poem that I like. It's like to see a, to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wildflower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Yeah. And I think that there's like people who, probably can't really function too well in regular life per se but like can definitely do that and then yeah for sure so for like art that's i don't know obviously like almost a superpower you know yeah yeah i'd agree with that i think too like you know art extends uh beyond what we define it to be too right so like mm. anybody really creating anything is a form of art and expression or could be right you know so uh yeah i mean that poem's amazing and, and it's very um insightful and uh if you if you really look at it you know it says it says that why it's such a short amount of uh right. wording right like yeah um but yeah man i mean you know i, I love what i do it's nice to mm. get to uh practice at the end of the week and uh you know sometimes Sometimes having a hard week helps me lean into the music right. more. Sometimes having a chill week helps me lean into the music more. And again, sometimes what I see in a day to day can play into an aspect of what I'm writing um, yeah, in some capacity. So. Yeah, like for me, I mean, it's art is my main catharsis. And like uh, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I don't know, I've never even been in a real fight. I do play hockey. Um, yeah. and so in theory like you could count maybe a scrum or two as a fight but I, that's right, never right. been like the interest of mine in the sport and i'm not really there to work out my emotional issues in that way i'm sure, usually just sure. there to play the game but there's plenty of people i see and witness who are definitely there to work out their emotional frustrations which Same. i think both are like in a way healthy obviously if no one gets hurt and blah 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 right um uh, you know, I don't know if there's an exact way to skin the cat that you're supposed to do in life. There isn't a handbook, but right. I think for me, and maybe you can relate, like art is kind of that for me. Oh yeah. Art. You know? Yeah. You mean like that, like being in a band, kind of... like being able to scream, being able to sing, like whatever it like lets yeah. you release a lot of that. Oh, stuff, for sure. You know, for sure. I mean, same thing, like, you know, being up on stage and getting to play even a 20 minute set, you know what I right. mean? You get a ton of energy out. I can uh, I can feel more exhausted after like a 40-minute, 30, 40-minute set than <laughs> I do from like a day's worth of work just because of how much you're into it and how much, you know, I, even, yeah, jumping around on stage and stuff, but, you know, just when you're given to that performance, it, it yeah. takes a lot out of you. And you want it to. I mean, I want mm. it to, you know. I want to expend that energy there. I do the same thing in practices we're writing uh that's cool i'm kind of chill with that but when we're playing our songs that we already have we're just you know prepping for a show brushing up i'm 
going nuts, you know? It's just because, like... Were you a hyper kid? No, no, not it, not really. Back in the day, no. I mean, I, no, I mean, I, uh, I think I was as active as any other kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Growing up, I, um, I was into like skateboarding and uh, mm-hmm. I BMXed and stuff like that, and you know, just kind of did what everybody else did. But it wasn't anything over the top. Um, yeah. But anytime I'm performing, that's my, that's my go time. You know, I, like I'm also turns up. I'm also curious in the the front man persona, the energy of it all. Like, yeah. if that's something you consciously think about, or if it's more of an intrinsic thing that you've just had and never had to think too much about. Yeah, I, I would say, I'd say it's a little bit of both for me. I um, any other band I've been in, I always had a guitar, um, and maybe there'd be a song or two mm-hmm. where I got to put it down. So you know, when you when you're singing and playing, you're kind of locked in to a spot you know you got the mic in front of you right you kind of got to be in front of the mic you can't hold it because you're playing an instrument um so the songs in those past bands where i could put the guitar down um i was very focused on like how am i going to approach this and i think now being just a vocalist i do look at the performance piece when we have a show coming up i want to plan out what i'm going to say but I do think of spots in between songs and kind of how I want to do that. And maybe, uh, yeah, I just be a little mindful of making sure that I'm as entertaining as I can be moving around, yeah. like addressing the crowd. But I, I grew up being fine in front of people. I don't, I never had a problem public speaking. I like chatting with people. I like engaging people. So mm. I think when I'm up on stage, I just, um, that comes out, you know, but, yeah. but again, I want to make sure that, I'm as entertaining as I can be. I just don't want it to be dull, but there's right. no specific, like, I got to make sure I cover this, make sure I cover that. And I just, that all kind of comes a little more naturally to me. I'm just curious. I think that's, yeah, that's... probably the, the normal perspective. I would imagine. I like, yeah. for, for me, I think I've sort of, uh, accidentally become a bit of a front man, um, because I just enjoy writing songs and then didn't really have like a singer. Um, sure at the time and i was like well i can probably learn to sing and then i'll just write songs that way yeah and just i do your own thing i do play in a band where i write songs for a friend who's i consider a much better singer and like it's kind of for me fun to get both perspectives because i feel like he has that natural front man energy that i right, just was right. it was just not born into me i don't, I don't know i'm I, just soft-spoken i get I that really have the flamboyant effervescence or whatever that you maybe need. Um, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, I think I was always kind of uh, like quick on my feet when it came to conversations with people. I, I tend to not get stuck in my thoughts too much. So yeah. Um, again, when I'm up on stage, if we are in between songs, I, I'm just naturally addressing. Right you know yeah. the crowd or thanking people or have something to say or you know whatever the case we we had like a technical difficulty um at one of our shows um and my drummer's kick pedal he, he let everybody use his kit so i think um something with his pedal came like a little loose or whatever we were yeah. ending a song first we got through the song but then he, he needed a drum key he was trying to find his and uh yeah like in that moment i just turned around and started talking to everybody and 
know, that's that's just how I am. So I think it benefits in in that way. Yeah. Um, but I know like sometimes I've seen bands where something like that happens and it's just like, silence or yeah, yeah it's, it's either yeah awkward. meltdown or it's just silence or yeah. Um, I, I will. Yeah, you know, it's like the show must go on type of thing, you know. Yeah. I will say I've I've definitely um, played with the notion of stand up now after doing this for a while because yeah. I feel like when all eyes are on you, I, I feel like I actually do talk too much, like usually in a somewhat self deprecating way for fun because right, right. I'm not gonna pick on somebody in the audience usually, yeah. um, although you know there's a time and place probably. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> So yeah. I, I definitely thought about that too. It's like I feel like as a frontman, you're almost like a combination, yeah. a little bit. You're like a hybrid if you're good, because yeah, you you can play both of those angles where you're you're entertaining. That's what you know ultimately what you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, and you know sometimes things are going to stick for some people and they're not for others, and you mm-hmm. can't please everybody. You just again, I think you go up there and you be yourself, and right. just don't. I mean, I think one of the best things to not do as a frontman is like don't be rude you know what i mean like don't (laughs) yeah i mean if something funny happens you you can address it but you really shouldn't be like putting the crowd or anything like that down you know what i mean cracking a joke that's fine joke Mm -hmm. on yourself that's fine um but yeah i think as long as you don't do that stuff and then you want to be able to fill space you know Mm -hmm. um i can i can be long-winded too at times so i work on that Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just don't want dead air, <laughs> yeah, no, awkward silence, and that's it. Yeah, one of the I feel like one of the funniest front men I've ever seen was a guy in a, a band called Asking Alexandria. Like, yeah, I'm familiar. Danny, yep. he's just every time I've seen that band. I mean, I'm I'll listen to their music so so, I guess, but like just seeing them live, like he's just so fucking funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think he should do stand up. He's just he has that natural charisma, you know? Yeah, man. And and that's like, it's a wonderful thing when that happens because, yeah, you want to go and you want to hear music. Mm-hmm. But but it's a, it's a show. It's a performance. Right. It's beyond the music, you know? And yeah. so if you get a little bit extra from the band uh, or right. the front man or whoever, it's just kind of like icing on the cake. And it, it does. It makes you want to go back and see them. There are plenty of bands that I haven't necessarily listened to uh, intensely but i've seen yeah. them play live and if they're on a bill i'm like excited to go because they're yeah. so entertaining they put on right. such a good live show and stuff it makes all the difference yeah yeah i sometimes you know don't know if if every band thinks about that or not it's, it seems like they honestly don't but yeah. I, you know, I try to bring it up sometimes because i'm like i don't know it's just something that i think about and one of the things that made me want to play original music because i just thought you know, there's a few times you know we see a band, a no-name band, like us, and then you're like, you know, they kind of could have done a little more to maybe like give us something like a, a like an invitation in, like a, right, like playing music for you as opposed to like at you or something, like, I, I right, know, like telling stories or stuff like that. I feel like it goes a long way. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think to speak to that also and there's something to that phrase of like working the stage you know mm-hmm. what i mean so again like if you're tethered to an instrument and you can't step away during a song that's one thing but when you're mm-hmm. not playing then you can address the crowd and that's why i love for like being able to just dedicate 
myself to the vocals. It's really the first time I've gotten to do that, but I can, you know, step forward on the stage and, and stand on a speaker and yeah. look at the crowd and like, you know, you use your hand motions and try and like draw them in. Um, and that stuff's all just, it's just engagement. It's engaging for me. It's engaging for the crowd, hopefully. I mean, yeah. I haven't been to, I haven't been told no or booed off of the stage. So hopefully that doesn't happen while I'm, now that I'm talking <laughs> about it, but yeah, you live in the yeah, man. Just, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, we do get to cross paths here. Um, yeah, that'd like, be great. Like I said, we do get to come up 95 every once in a while, but we're also looking for new places to play. And likewise, I'm sure, uh, you yeah, guys definitely. probably are as well. So, um, if we can facilitate that in any way, obviously you got my number and, um, hopefully try to make something like that happen. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I'm always up to help. I try and, you know, Facebook has that DIY touring page and stuff. I always hop on there and look yeah. for bands that are coming through Philly and try and either help them out or, uh, if they're looking for Jersey or something, I try to link them up with people that I know, see if I can help. Yeah. Um, I just want to, I just want to see, you know, the, the music and the scene thrive. So, yeah. um, you know, we're looking at getting out of Philly uh, a little bit. So since we'll be playing in Jersey, that's cool. Baltimore, I'd be down for. I got some mm-hmm. friends up in New York that I've made that we're going to work on getting some shows together. If you ever want to yeah. come up, you know, if you're coming up this way, I mean, you've obviously played the Great Green. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else you've played, but you know, nowhere yet. Hit me, yeah, hit me so, up, and um, you know, we'll see if we can make something happen. Yeah, um, yeah. we just we just recently signed to uh, a newer label, um, like really new label, Eleven Twelve Media, mm-hmm. and um, you know they've been fantastic with helping uh, get these couple of shows that are coming up now. They helped us land, and um, you know they're just they're a great group. It's pretty like low-key family style type of uh uh you know group and um but they've got connections we've got connections so you know they're just for helping the music scene thrive as well so yeah if you come up and you want to play somewhere other than grape room we could try and make that happen i'd love to get us down to baltimore and stuff yeah you know anywhere else so yeah uh definitely maybe we can try to figure out that uh like the spring or something for sure man we'll stay in touch so yeah that'd be cool awesome dude um usually my turnaround on these are like maybe two or three weeks so okay um i'll you'll get a random text from me whenever i'm working on it and uh if i have anything that i need to figure out then i'll just ask you cool sounds good yeah and uh whenever that happens you know obviously we'll start promoting it and stuff however uh, if there's i know might be specific ways people like to do that so just let me know i mean i mean i'm you know, always up for it, any, so. any uh ideas anybody has don't matter to me um, cool sounds good man so um awesome dude cool well i hope you have a, a good rest of your evening and um yeah that's pretty yeah. much all i got <laughs> yeah man you too it was nice uh meeting you and getting to chat you know i appreciate you taking the time yeah i got your number we we linked up so i'll be in touch We'll get something going. Cool, man. Sounds good. All right, dude. Have a good evening. Good luck with that finger, all right? (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. I'll see you. All right, man. All right, dude. So, yeah, you made it this far. Thanks for listening. The song that you're hearing in the background is called In Rhythm. 
by No Trees Touch the Sky. See you next week. This is your love